Any views or opinions expressed on KUR are not necessarily those of Kutztown University, Kutztown University Student Government, Kutztown University Student Services Incorporated, KUR staff and management or other affiliated organizations. Hi everyone, my name is Andrew Jarrett Crenshaw. I am the Cinematography, Television and Media Intern at the Boxwood House and I'm also an undergraduate assistant there. My name is Makaya Savage. Um, I'm the president of Black Student Union here on campus and the vice president of Black Swing Dance Team. And, and, work at the and I work at right. the Women's Center and the Multicultural Center and the yeah. Rec Center. I'm also the president of FMLA, which is the Feminist Majority Leadership Alliance. Okay. Anyways, you're listening to us on KUR, which is the radio voice of Kutztown University. Welcome to Boxwood Banter, which is a podcast that comes out of Boxwood. So today's episode is gonna about gonna be about being a person of color at a predominantly white institution and how we navigate finding ourselves and learning about ourselves and making a community at in a situation like that. From being maybe like I think both of us grew up in Philly, right? Yeah. So being around mostly people that looked and act like us and then coming here, so how we navigate that. Yeah. Um I had a little opening about what we're going to be talking about. So, college is a time for self-expression and discovery. With a large majority of the students at Kutztown University and locals in the area being white, non-Hispanic individuals, students of color can sometimes feel isolated and out of place. The term hypervisibility is often used to describe the experience of students in this situation. Hypervisibility is a phenomenon in which members of a marginalized group are made overly visible by dominant groups. This can lead students to be seen as the sole representatives for their community or to be used as diversity tokens. How do students of color at Kutztown University manage to find their community and themselves in a situation like this? So one of the first things that I put on here to talk about is finding your community like in a social way. Yeah. Um, I can say for myself when I first came to Kutztown I like didn't talk to anyone and I never like did anything and one of the ways that I found my community during my freshman year was joining FMLA which is the club that I am the president of now and so I usually just say like we're the feminist club but they like we focus a lot on intersectionality which is understanding um, multiple parts of people's identities and when I joined the president of FMLA was a Hispanic man and I was not expecting that. Like, the way that I thought about feminism in high school was definitely just, like, it was women and whatever, like, men and people of other identities weren't really feminist. So that changed my view a lot of, like, feminism and stuff. So I spent a lot of time there, and I, like, met a lot of people. And that's really, like, where I started to feel like myself. And then... Whenever we went on lockdown and stuff and we had to be home, I was home for like a year, a year and a half. So I missed like half of my freshman year. My entire sophomore year was online. And when I came back, I joined Black Flame Dance Team, which is a majority POC dance group. Um, And then that's where I found myself again after like losing myself over... COVID and stuff. So that's how I found my community, just like putting myself out there kind of and joining clubs like 
meeting people that way because I don't talk in class or anything like that. Well, I do now. Yeah, but no. I didn't talk to people in class or anything before. So how did you feel like you found, like, your community on campus when you came? Well, first of all, I started, my process is totally different. Me and Andrew were, like, once we got to know each other, we're the same. But, like, we're actually pretty um, different. I put myself out there more often than others just because, I don't know, I think it's just how I grew up. But when I came to Custown, first and foremost, I was a part of the MORE program, which is the, don't get me wrong, it's some a program for um, POC to come to the school and basically visit um, and stay with other POC students at the university. It's called the MORE program, now you can look it up. But I came here and I actually met the someone who's a part of Black Flame previously. Her name is Ariel. And she introduced me, and I was like, oh, that, like, that sounds interesting. Like, you're a dance team called Black Flame. So, like, that was the first time I heard of it, like, just off a visit as a senior in high school. And then, um, basically, I came, and I was like, oh, it's a lot of diversity here. Like, I see a lot of cool people that are from, like, Philly that I can relate to here. And I got kind of comfortable, even though I didn't really want to go to a PWI. I wanted to go to HBCU, which is a historically back institution or college. Um, or university, my fault. So it was very surprising that I was actually com comfortable with coming to a PWI. But once I came here, I joined Black Flame immediately. Um, and then Ariel, who was a part of Black Flame, she introduced me to BSU because she became the president. So then I became the social media rep. So once I became the social media rep, I was in the MCC more. They started noticing my face more. I got more comfortable with the people at the MCC, which is the Multicultural Center. Um, so then once I got into the MCC, I now work there, and I now am part of the Diversity Council, and I know a whole bunch of other multicultural organizations on campus. And a lot of them know of me just because of the things that I have done as now president of BSU and what I stand for. I'm not just a regular, like, everybody thinks I'm just a regular aggressive black woman. It's like, no, she's in school. She does her, like, she gets her bag. She's also a part of organizations, like, she does her stuff. Like, it's not just no regular yeah. things. So. And your academics, too. Like, yeah. people be thinking that you don't have, like, a high GPA, but don't right. you have, like, a 3.8? Guys, I have a 3.93-something. Yeah. Like, it's up there. Like, it's Me really too. up there. I have, like, a 3.9-something. Yeah. Just, yeah. But it's definitely, um, it was definitely easy finding my community just because I forced myself to get out there. Like, it wasn't, like... Like, I wasn't uncomfortable forcing myself. It was very comfortable forcing myself, but it was like I knew I had to do that to yeah. get to my people because I was not okay being around people who didn't understand my struggle. That's just how yeah. I grew up, so. Did you come to college, like, knowing anyone? Like, did you come here and you, like, had a friend or someone that you knew here or you came up here by yourself? No, I came up I came up here with um two people. But prior to coming here, like, people who was already going to KU, I knew, like, two other people as okay. well. So I wasn't coming up here, like, blindsided just by myself 100%. I definitely came up here with people that I was comfortable with. And um, so it was it was easy, but they wasn't really the reason why I got to where I am now. Like, yeah. they may be comfortable with, like, going out places and, like, hanging with friends. But, like, when it comes to, like, joining, like, BSU and putting my mark out there to have my name known for the things I have done to move our community here at a PWI has definitely been something that I had to navigate through myself and like some of the mentors I had. Yeah. That's interesting because we have like two different experiences. Yeah. So 
I didn't know anyone when I came here and like everyone I know now I met from being here, um, like my best friend, that's really the only person that I hung out with like my whole freshman year. We were very antisocial. But I mean, besides like going to FMLA, like that was really my only social time was going to FMLA and that was an hour a week. Yeah. Um, other than that, I was just going to classes and stuff. So I met my best friend who is like now my roommate and stuff um, through my freshman year roommate because they went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't come here like knowing anyone. When I came on the tours, I didn't meet people that were like, oh, like these are the clubs and stuff. Like I didn't even know that we had a BSU. I didn't know that there was a Black Flame. I just saw the people that were here. So one of the things that like made me want to come here was when me and my mom came to um, the Acceptance Students Day, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like tour guides of color. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. So like I felt comfortable. And there was a lot of students of color too that I saw just like walking right. around. So that made me be like, oh, like I'm not like in the middle of nowhere. Well, we are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not in the middle of nowhere like by myself, like being one of the only black people. But then going into classes, I was like, yeah. definitely that, yeah. But yeah, like I didn't really know anyone. And so that kind of made me like antisocial too because I didn't already know anyone like that. And I didn't know there was a BSU. So I didn't really know like where to go to meet people. Yeah. I Um, definitely think it's about definitely putting yourself out there. It's something that you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think... Is, yeah. is the the best place to grow is being in an uncomfortable space. And I'm not talking about uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable, like you know, like it's not safe. Uncomfortable, like it's something that you wouldn't normally do. Like I wouldn't normally just get up on a stage and host the whole event, but I have done that. And like now I can say I have done that. And it literally builds my confidence despite the fact of anxiety and stuff yeah. like that. It's just really about stepping out of your comfort zone. Like, yeah. And I definitely have seen you done that, which is, you know, everybody's story is different for a reason, and i definitely seen how you have stepped out, and I think it, got, it takes its own toll on different people, so. Yeah, I definitely did feel isolated, though. That's why I put that in the opening that I yeah. messed up on. But, um, like, when I first came here, first of all, I was very nervous about living in a room with somebody that was not black. Because I I don't know why, but I was just very afraid of, like, being judged. Like, I was, like, scared of, like, doing my hair and, like, going to sleep with a scarf on or a bonnet or whatever and being questioned or, like, feeling weird or anything. But I was lucky to have my roommate. Shout out to Tabitha. Um, But she was very cool, and she grew up around. I mean, like, she, she went to, like, a mostly white school. Like, she grew up in the suburbs and stuff, but she did have um friends of color like black friends and stuff and she knew about like our hair care and stuff so it was nice to have that experience for me because I was already uncomfortable being in a tiny room with someone that I did not know but not having to worry about being judged and stuff was like yeah that made me that put me at ease a little bit too yeah but yeah I felt isolated a lot like I was like I don't know anybody here. Like, I felt very out of place. I find that so interesting, though, because I came in COVID, at the COVID year, and I did not feel that way at all. Like, even despite the fact that yeah. it was COVID, it was like I was always, like, outside, like, yeah. always out doing something. Like, Well, you knew people, though. I didn't, like, have people to go to events with. Like, when they have, um, like, the when you first come and you have the presentation and stuff. Like, the first. Yeah. I I was just there with my roommate that I didn't even really know that well at the right. time. So I was, like, just very uncomfortable. 
I don't even think I went. I didn't go to the involvement fair because I didn't know. Like, I just didn't know because yeah. I didn't know anybody. So, That's yeah. about reading those emails and getting out there. Yeah, and I'm emails. already, like, an uh, introverted person, so that was, like, scary for me. But I think, like, once I did join the clubs that I joined and, like, especially joining Black Flame, that brought a lot out of me, too, because I think being around, I, like, code switch a lot. Yeah, I think, and it's, like, not even something that I think about. Like, I don't be doing it on purpose, but yeah. sometimes I just feel like, oh, I don't want to be too much, so I'm going to tone this down, or I'm not yeah. going to talk this way, or I'm not going to act this way. And so that was happening to me. Like, my personality changed unconsciously because I'm, I wanted to be, like, perceived a certain way right? by yeah. people. Yeah. Because I was, like, totally, like, I, I started to notice, too, and I talked to my best friend about this because, she was born in Philly, but she didn't grow up there. Right. And so she'd be, like, asking me about slang and stuff like that. And I noticed that when I came to Kutztown, I stopped, like, speaking in a lot of, like, Philly slang and stuff. And then when I was back home for, um, like, over the pandemic, I was like, oh, wait, I don't. <laughs> like, I started talking to other, like, meeting people and talking to my friends in Philly and stuff. And. I was like, dang, I, I stopped talking like this. Like, I didn't yeah. talk like this anymore. That's one thing I do notice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think when I came, like, I don't know. It could have been because of the fact that I always hung around people that, like, did come from Philly. Like, most of the people I knew were from Philly or from, like, an urban area. But, like, um, even in high school, a lot of teachers would tell me, like, stop doing what you're doing. Stop cursing and always. Stop doing, stop saying that word. And I'm like, why? For what? What do I need? Like, now, like, even when I do, like, interviews, I really try not to code switch because if you can't take me for who I am, I don't want to work there at all. Yeah. Like, when I applied to work at the Women's Center and I had the interview with Christine, I act the same way I act every time she sees me with BSU because if you cannot accept me for who I am and how I talk and the way my words come out of my mouth, then I don't want to be there. Yeah. It's not for me. It's not the space for me because I'm not changing. Like, if it's not negative, negatively hurting someone, I'm not changing. Like, yeah. That's, like, something that I'm trying to get out of, and I don't know. It's just, like, a little stressful for me because I don't even be noticing it until after. Right, yeah. Like, I'd be like, wow, like, I'm really acting, like, not myself, and it's so weird. But that's one thing that I like, like, joining Black Flame because, I don't know. It's, like, obviously there are stereotypes about certain types of people. Yeah. So the girls on Black Flame are definitely, like, the baddies, like, you know, and yeah and stuff like they're just like the cute black girls but i just be like intimidated sometimes like being around other black women especially if they're like beautiful hot and sexy but because i'm just like oh like what if they're mean because i just like that's high school stuff that i dealt with like just being around people and they're mean but y'all were not like that at all and all of y'all are so smart I love that about, like, being in Black Flame. I mean, it's definitely probably because we're in college, but being around Tia, Ariel, Amira, like... Yeah. Uh, the way that Amira just used to... Like, we would be having regular conversations, and she would just go into psychology, like, just telling us right. all this stuff about, like, how we think. Like, I like that. Yeah. And so being around them and seeing, like, how educated they are on stuff, like, changed my view of you don't have to like change the way that you talk and act and dress yeah because of certain things Mm -hmm. so especially like seeing them now like those were the people that were on the e-board for black flame before we were in our positions now and now that they've graduated they're all like 
working towards um, working in their field and like they're still being themselves. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really respect about you. And that's why I really wanted you to be in Boxwood is because you are just yourself. Like you're not trying to be like a certain type of professional or whatever because you right. are professional. You know everything that you need to know. You don't dress any crazy way or anything like that. But then if you did, that's just you expressing right. yourself. Yeah. Like, even with your hair, you express yourself through your hair and your makeup and stuff a lot. But you still come knowing everything you need to know. Like, you're on time. You got all yeah. your stuff together. Yeah. You planned. Yeah. Like, everything's organized. And so that, like, changed me a little bit. Like, I got out of feeling like I had to act a certain way around people because of you and because of everybody on Black Flame. Right, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it People got to find that person, that mentor in college. College is definitely about all networking. Yeah. So, if you, like, if you don't step out and find those people, then you're going to stay in the box. And there's nothing wrong with staying in your little box, but, like, what's the what's the point of coming to college if all you're going to do is go to classes? Like, all you're doing is paying for classes that we all know this information already. For, for, for. So, it's like, I don't know. It's really, it's really a process that each person really got to go through like I try like even when I see like um black students like black girls walking around I'm like even in my head I'm like I got the same thing like oh I'm from Philly like girls really don't be banging with me like they're just based on my looks but they don't know that I'm goofy and I'm like how I really am so it's like I try to give everybody the benefit of doubt and they're like it hurts because as the president of BSU I want to be out here helping these other women like this is what I came here for I came here like I'm still here not only for myself, but like I want to leave a bigger mark, and I want to. I have helped multiple people here on campus, and they have helped me equally the same. So it's like the fact that we have new freshmen, and they're still like in close in. It's like how do I get y'all to come out? How do I get y'all to be comfortable in being comfortable walking around campus with a stink face? And I know why you got a stink face, but when you come around your people, I want you to be all smiles. I want you to feel all good vibes, and y'all deserve that. But it's like, when are y'all going to come out those rooms? When yeah. y'all going to come out that box? It's time to come out the box. Yeah. Do you feel like being in the clubs that you're involved in helped you? Like, like do you feel like you had any change in college? Like, do you feel like you progressed or changed at all in, like, your mindset, your personality, or anything since being in school? Um... I definitely learned to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, A lot of our stories we're not comfortable with telling just based off how we grew up. And a lot of people on campus walks around like not only they're like that person, but like they walk around like they don't want nobody to talk to them and stuff like that. So it's like I kind of be like, okay, well, you gave me that once. I'm not going to talk to you when it's like it shouldn't be that. It should definitely be I have something to offer to you. You have something to offer me. Let's let's talk. Let's exchange because once the seniors go out, it's me and you left, baby. What, what are we going to do? You're not going to enhance your clubs just because you don't want to talk to me? No, it can't be there. So it definitely taught me to keep personal aside from other stuff. It taught me that I have to go out my way. I have to be the girl who drops my face and my attitude just to get other black women to join these clubs, just to get other black men to join these clubs. Like, I have to be that person. Like, even with getting my new e-birth at BSU, I had to, like, hey, like, you need to come out. Like, you need to get up. Like, you need to be a part of it. Like, I had to put the smile on, even though I don't want to smile. I want to walk around with a mad face. My day isn't good. I had to do that just to get other people to make sure that this legacy continues, like this 
this space for POC continues because if not, it's like who else is going to do it? So it definitely taught me to how to be my mom, how to put on a face that I don't want to put on, how to be that person. So it's hard, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do for our people. So. Yeah. I would say that being in school probably taught me to, like, get out of my head. I have bad anxiety, and sometimes, like, it triggers depression in me, so I, like, lose myself a lot. Like, I kind of, like, forget who I am, basically. Yeah. And so that's, like, what Black Flame was for me. Like, I literally, I, I always danced, but not like this, like, how we're, like, having performances, like, all the time, and we're right. always doing stuff, and we're at practice every day. Like, I always just, I had classes when I was younger, and then I would dance on my own. Right. So over COVID and stuff, I would, like, try to dance, and I just was not feeling it at all. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, I would turn on music and try to dance. Like, I put my earphones in, try to get in the mood, and I, like, would get mad and just stop dancing. So for a while, like, that's a big part of my self-expression is like dancing and music and I stopped for a while so when I came back and I joined like that brought me back to who I am so being in college like I just learned to get out of my head like because and I think that's a little bit of the problem with like you were saying some students like not coming out or looking at you a certain way and thinking like oh she's this and that because that's just you Right, yeah. That's just your perception. Yeah. But if you don't, like, give people a chance and give yourself a chance or just try things. Right, yeah. Then you're always going to stop yourself from doing stuff. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now, like, going at, I'm in my last semester, senior year. So that's where I'm at. Like, that's my progression as a person. Um, I did have another question. Let me look. Y'all, it's about finding... Y'all gotta find that little space where y'all can get into people and like when you talk to them. Like that's it just takes that one little time. Yeah. That one little little space. Do you feel like you are perceived differently, like in an academic way, like by your teachers, by other classmates? Do you feel isolated in classes what? or what? Of course, of course. So my major is sport management with a minor in leadership and a minor in coaching. And literally, there is only, like, let me say, like, four, like, maybe two, four of us, like, black women in um, in sport management. So, like, literally, it would be my, me and my friend, Jabria, and we're, like, the only two black girls in the class. Or it's, like, me and another black girl that's in the class. And that's literally it. And then maybe, like, two black males. And that's really it. So, it's, like... That's crazy to me. Like, that's the first thing. But I feel like every black student feels that way, that there is only them and a couple others. And, of course, it's going to be like that. We're at a PWI. But then besides that, with me being such at a high academic standing and me being a person that I take in every class and I ask questions, I engage just because I know I'm spending my money that I know I don't have, so I'm going to get the most out of it. I'm going to make sure, like, I really have professors who love me. Like, we be chatting it up, like, about everything. Like, they love me. So it's like... I'm going to get the most experience. Why? Because literally I need to be having these people names in my phone. So like when I call them, when I got my nonprofit, Hey, I need some money. Can I get some money for nonprofit? (laughs) They got the money. So it's like, I definitely, um, I definitely see the looks and they're surprised that I'm like how I am and I'm so engaged and I care so much. And it's like, I really say, Oh, I don't care about the looks just because I know what's going to come out of it. Like, 
I'm going to have the connections and people are going to want to talk to me outside. Like, I literally get invited to the dean's list and they're like, Makaya, you need to come. Like, you need to come. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to go. You, you need to come. You need to come. I'm like, I don't think I want to be the only, like, you know, I don't want to be the, the the token. I don't I don't like that. I don't want to be that. So it's like, I definitely get looked at like that. And then once, like, people find out what's my GPA, they're like, no way. I'm like, when we pull up. Wait, why would right you now. lie about that, though? Exactly. Like, I would see some people lie about that, like, to make it seem what it's not. But, like, I could pull it up for you right yeah. now. Like, you're surprised the fact that I can sit here and shake my butt and have fun with my friends and do what I please with my Instagram and my my personal life and what you hear me talk about, how I talk outside of things. And then you'd be surprised how I am in the classroom. Yeah. It, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't see how that is. It's just, like... Y'all don't like the fact that I do it to y'all when y'all athletes, so don't do it to me just because I'm a black woman. Yeah. And that's the only reason why you're doing it, because you don't sit here and look at these white students and ask them why they doing what they doing outside and coming to class and presenting, like, the best. So yeah. it's like, y'all only doing it because I'm a black woman, but that's okay. Why? Because I'm going to prove y'all wrong every single time. I'm going to sit in front of the class every single time. I'm going to be the one on the table at the party every single time. So it's like... Y'all just gonna have to deal with it. Like, it yeah. is what it is, because y'all just mad. Y'all mad, and then y'all stop being mad, and then y'all want to be my friend. So it's yeah. like, I benefit no matter what. Yeah, that's another thing with, like, the perception thing that I was saying, too. Like, you, people are not only one thing, and that's something that I had to real. learn for myself, too, because I'll minimize my own self and, like, my own personality and myself as a student. Like, I'm only this. Yeah. Because that's how I felt for a while, like, I was only doing school all the time, and I would just be, like, so exhausted. I didn't really start having, like, a social life during college until Black Flame. Right. Really. Yeah. And that helped my mental health in ways that I didn't understand at first mm -hmm. because I was only putting, like, my entire identity was me being a good student. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly like, not just that. People will minimize you to one thing. Yeah. And I'm not one thing. Because if you can be yeah. an athlete and still be a student, then why can't I be what I want to be? Like, why? I feel like people always compare their life to others. I don't need to be just a student athlete to be who I am. Like, I don't need to be a working person and a, have a internship and be a good student just to be who you are. I can be who I am at the time that I want to be, and I don't have to fit into your box. And yeah. when you try to fit me into your box, I'm going to make sure I step out of that box and make the box even bigger than what it should be. Yeah. So it, it is it is what it is. It's a it's not something that we can really change in people. Like, people go on, say what they say, feel how they feel. It's just about making sure that you, you don't hear them, you don't listen to them, that you prove them wrong and you prove yourself wrong, the person that's in the back of your head telling you that you should agree with them, telling them that, oh, no, I'm not going to agree with them, like, I have those talks all the time with myself, like, that little person in the back of my head, like, I literally would sit there like, Makaya, yes, no, Makaya, I said, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, I would sit there and talk to myself because it's like, I'm really, I'm my biggest demon, honestly, like, I need to fight every thought because at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one who allows people's thoughts and feelings and to come into my head, and that's not what I want because I'm already struggling with my own thoughts, which makes you think I want to deal with your perception of me. Yeah, I deal with the same thing. Like, my... My idea of myself is usually what I think other people are thinking, which I don't know. But I'm right. like, it's like a whole, I don't know. It's like dumb. Because like, how do I know what other people are thinking? 
Yeah. But at the end of the day, like what I think other people are thinking is what I think of myself. Yeah. And it's usually not positive. Yeah. So. Just got to get out of it, girl. Yeah. Got to fight out of it. But, um, yeah. I would say, like, in my classes, when I first started in my um, my CTM classes, I was usually, like, I will either be the only black woman there will usually be like one or two black guys. Now that I'm in my senior year, there I'll be like, there's more black people in mm-hmm. the classes. There are like a couple of Asian students and some Hispanic students. I don't really see a lot of like Hispanic representation in yeah. my major, but I do know like a couple of people. So it is like, sometimes you feel like you are the representation, like especially because mm-hmm. I have... Um, a women gender studies minor and I have a performance and storytelling minor and so with those I'll be in like acting classes and be like one of the only black people I'm trying to think like was there if we gotta yeah. think then I mean it probably wasn't yeah and that's the in, in my women gender studies classes those classes are really eye-opening to me because we're talking about a bunch of different experiences yeah but usually when we get to black experiences, mm-hmm. there's not really a conversation. It's just me and the other student yeah. talking. Like, because yeah. nobody can open up the conversation because yeah. they don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's like. That's one thing I'm blessed with. I ain't have a class that, like, I had to sit there and, like, talk about the black experience. Like, it's not much you can, like, what, like. Of course, we talk about, like, racist things that happens in, like, the sport industry and stuff like that. But it's yeah. not really, I don't really have classes that I had to sit there and talk about the black experience personally. And I feel like if I had to do that, I would not be looked at. So, like, when I go to class, literally, I have some white kids that would li- literally sit there and smile at me. Like, there is, like, it's, yeah. So, it's, like, <laughs> if I had to, like speak about that I definitely don't think it would definitely be those looks at me I definitely would think it would be the side eyes and the, the eye rolling and, and the stuff that comes behind all that stuff but I have been blessed and I have to talk about those things but it's funny because I literally everything outside of class is about my black yeah. experience so it's like yeah but even stuff that doesn't have to do with class like me and Jasmine who is um the graduate one of the graduate assistants at Boxwood we are doing um a presentation for one of our FMLA meetings about black women in healthcare. And so we're trying to like not just do presentation and PowerPoints anymore. So I was looking up videos yeah. that like talked about things in more of a visual. And I like had to stop. The video was only eight minutes. I had to stop it at like two or three minutes because I was like crying. Like I, I, was first, I was also on my period. So I was like <laughs> a little like I was going through it emotionally, but just like just stuff like that like having to I want to be the voice to say it because if someone else says says it like it can come across wrong or they can like use wrong terminology or like it's not your experience so you can't really Mm -hmm. express yourself on things like that but then it's it's also a personal thing like I am personally yeah it feels like it's not happening to me but I feel like why did this ever happen? And I take it on myself, like, dang, what if that was me? And then I get yeah. upset about it. Like, so just stuff like that, like having to do like research and have to have talks and discussions about these types of things, like it's personal. Yeah. And it, I get emotional about it. 
Yeah. But like I have, I don't have to, but I want to. I want people to know this stuff yeah. because this is real. Yep. And like that's how y'all are going to have a better understanding of POC students at this school yeah. is if we tell the experiencers or we tell the history, but it's like, it's just a lot right, like yeah. on you. And yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Like with BSU having to like have those discussions and stuff like that. Like, do you feel like it's heavy sometimes? Um, no, no. Um, I don't know why it might be somewhere on me. <laughs> but, um, no, honestly, like even with our meetings, like our meetings are run like a, like a, like a meet, like a, a a a a meeting. Like we're all in a circle. We're sitting there talking about our problems. We introduce our names. It's yeah. ran like that. But like we literally sit there and pour out whatever we're feeling. Like, um, so it's not even heavy. If anything, it's very lightweight. And to know that I'm not alone. Like it's very, yeah. It makes me feel better and not stressed that like people find this as a comfort space to actually come and talk about per- personal things that happens in their life and they trust us like every single person they trust every person in that room yeah. to be able to know their story and what's going on and I ha- it's people that tell all kind of things and it's like I can't cry like I I don't want to cry because why I'm happy like y'all yeah. this is y'all space and that's what I wanted like this yeah. is what we need here at a PWI and y'all find like comfortability in this place like that's good like I even share some things like I have been I have experienced racism from an actual person every single year I've been here at Custom so it's like ain't nothing to cry over literally like it's happening like I get the I get the looks I get the mm, I get even with my intramural basketball I get the the talk big I get the I get all that so it's like I'm used to it yeah. It is what it is, but like, y'all not gonna be saying that when I'm making bread and then you gotta work for me. So yeah, I think one of the reasons why I might feel more comfortable in like a setting like BSU to talk about stuff like that is because you're surrounded by people that can understand your experience. So like, yeah. me and Jasmine are the only, yeah, the only black people that uh, like regularly attend FMLA meetings, yeah. and so us like having to talk about this hard hitting stuff. It sometimes does. It's not that it's not a safe space, but it's not a space where I feel like everybody gets it and I can like let my guard down and stuff. Like my guard is a little bit up because I am being the sole representative of this community at yeah. the time. Yeah. So it feels like yeah. a little heavier for me. I think personally. it's definitely easy when um, you're doing it in the community and bringing other communities to talk about it in there. So like, I think it's hard if you take a bunch of apples and try to take that one apple and put a group a bunch of oranges and try to explain how to be an apple. I think it's better when you have a group of apples and you take orange and tell the orange how the apples feel, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we have had multiple um, Caucasian students come and sit in our meetings and stuff like that, and, like, we let them speak and we have a conversation about how they feel and things like that. So it's, like, that also makes me feel better because, like, even though I know you don't represent the whole, like, your whole, your whole people – you represent yourself. So now I can look at you personally different and know that you come from a good space. So I think it's definitely hard when you're in a meeting full of, like, white women and you're talking about a black, as a black woman. It's going to be hard because, like, they don't understand. Like, it's you're talking to a blank wall. Like, they have, they can't say nothing back because what they're going to say back is 
it's like you don't understand, so you can't say nothing back. So it's like, what are you giving that you're not giving back? And I think that could be an issue for some people because when you're having a conversation, you have a discussion, like even in therapy sessions, your therapist is giving back to you. Like there's emotions that's being connected. If there's no emotions connected, it's just like, I'm just telling you all my business and I'm not getting that back. Yeah. So that's why I try not to put myself in spaces like that. But, like, even if I do put myself in spaces like that, it's just like, oh, I'm telling you what it is and I'm shutting you up. Like, and that's that and well, I'm walking out. That's not the that's not the community of FMLA. Maybe if I was, like, doing something else. But, like, FMLA is, like, all of the people there are already, their eyes are already open to the things that I'm talking about. They just might not know the specifics of how hard a situation was or, like, the actual history of something. But they are already, like educated on a lot of stuff you know and and even if they don't they're not educated on something if we talk about it they have empathy so it doesn't feel like i'm talking to a blank wall it just feels like i'm taking on all of this and then spilling it out like because that's just how i am i'm just i just like take on a lot so like specifically for this meeting i'm talking about like all of the stuff that i absorbed from the research that i was doing I felt it, and that was a lot for me. Yeah. And then like, I'm going like to have to, like... It would have been better if they could pick it up and grab it, if that makes sense. Like, you yeah. pouring all that out, you need something to grab it. What what can they grasp up besides being awake? You could be awake, but you need people to sit there and grasp the information and grasp it from you to alleviate that. If so, you're going to keep thinking about it. Like, you're not... you you. It's the same thoughts. You're just putting it out in the world. Yeah. You you reading it and then just saying it out loud, but nothing's being taken from it. Like nothing is not being grasped from you. You're not feeling alleviated from the the stress and the hurt and all that. It's like me and you can sit here and have a conversation about whatever. Like I don't know about like being a part of Black Flame, but you can't go talk to someone in KU Dance Team that will understand. Like if that makes sense. Like, yeah. they're not going to understand our experience. Yeah, they can just, like, empathize. But me, I can be like, okay, Angel, let me let me do this for you because I'm in it. Like, let me let me do this, that kind of thing. Yeah. So when you're in a BSU meeting and there are, like, other students that may be students of color that aren't specifically, like, black, yeah. like, how does it feel? Like, do you feel you're able to absorb some of that or, like? Well, me personally, I, I think my personal... Um, are you talking about like maybe like Asians and yeah, or like white students, like anyone that is coming to BSU, they want to be there, they want to be educated, yeah. like they they're empathetic to the situation, they're pouring out like how they feel. Do you feel like you are like you connect with that, or is it like a little bit of a disconnect? Like it's like it's a connection only because like it's not going to a connection place where like oh, I feel you, like, I understand you. It's going to a connection place, like, oh, all right, like, I don't know what's up now. Like, I understand, like, where you coming from type thing. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't, I may not agree with you. I may not trust you. I may not believe you 100%, but it's, like, it's just information that's going in the back of my head. Like, it's just staying there and filling you out a little more things of, like, but, like, if we're talking about um, POC that's not necessarily identified as black, um, I definitely do relate with them I definitely do pull them more just because I'm not just like I don't identify as just black I identify as other things so it's like even when it comes to other POC we all have similar stories like it's all similar background it's a similar struggles maybe not as severe but it's 
we get the same looks, we get the same stereotypes are put on us, things like that. So it's not the same as um, black to black, but it's definitely similar and it's definitely a place, holds a place in my yeah. heart just to see that like people, discrimination period is, needs to yeah. be dead anyway. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, my last discussion topic that I had was self-discovery amongst a population of people with totally different experiences than you, but we kind of already talked about that, yeah. like finding yourself. So a question I will ask is, do you deal with microaggressions on this campus? And if so, how do you deal with that? Mm. When you talk about microaggressions, what do you mean? Basically, like, there's racist undertones to what they mm -hmm. may be saying, how they may be looking at you, how they're responding to you in oh, an of email. Course. Oh, of course. But not outwardly being oh, like of course of course of course of course like so how do you deal with that like is that a shot to your personality like do you feel like dang or is it just like do you push it away like how do you address it do you address it or do you just look past it um so i'm gonna talk about like my experiences my experience that i believe was racially motivated okay just um, don't say no no name no name oh i'm not I'm not going to say their names. Um, hopefully, y'all know who y'all are, though. Um, but it has came from residents, directors of buildings. It have came from workers at the rec center. So it's like... So give um, me an example of, like... One? Yeah. So I'll give you an example of two. One from a personal standpoint and one from a BSU standpoint. So for BSU, um, I tried to get a space in a certain space that I'm not going to say specifically where... And I tried to get this space um, for an event, not only for students of color, but students overall. I just wanted a big, nice event for all clubs to come together that was interested to have a thing that would bring us together inside, kind of like a high school party type of thing. Got denied immediately, like just for wanting to use this space. Someone else tried to do the same thing as me, and they got the space. Was that person white? Yes. So um, that wasn't a shock. I was actually surprised that that happened just because you you notice the small things. You you just pick up on the small things. Like, the small things don't really matter to me because they're not directly happening to me. It's just the fact that, oh, they're not going to let us in the space because of this. That's nothing new. Like, it's expected stuff when you're running a, a POC organization, honestly, on campus. So that's not a shock. And I can't let it be a shock because I have a whole group of people behind me that I need to still create events for, that I need to, still need to keep pushing for. Now, when it came to the personal experience, I was, this happened to me my sophomore year. I was in a wreck. Ooh, I don't care. I was in a wreck <laughs> playing basketball. And all I had on, I think I had on, like, tights and a sports bra and, like, a little jacket to go with it. And I had took my jacket off because I just had got done making a dance. And then I went to go play basketball. So I was hot. And I just had the sports bra on, nothing else. And I was just playing basketball. I wasn't laying down nowhere. I wasn't doing this. I was just playing basketball. Mind you, there's other Caucasian women walking around with sports bras on. You have boys walking around with half shirts on that cuts and half shirts on that show they belly. Like, similar type things. So I was just like, I never been heard. I never heard this rule that you couldn't have sports bra on in the wreck. So it came out of nowhere. Yeah, cause like, what if you get hot? You just gonna right. Melt. But even if that was the rule, that's fine. That's totally okay. Like just enforce you know? it. Yeah. So 
the girl who was working there came to me and was like, you need to put a shirt on. Mind you, I'm not, I'm, I'm like looking around because you're not talking to me. There's literally boys playing basketball without shirts on. So you're not talking to me. So she decides to come all the way into the wreck, like the West Gym wreck, and come to me specifically and say, I need you to put a shirt on. I said, why? She was like, I need you to put a shirt on or I'm going to have to call the cops. And I said, not the cops. Yes. Threatened to call the cops on me. I said, call the cops for what? I was like, it's people literally walking around with sports. And they were like, she was like, well, they're not supposed to do that. I said, so why are you coming to me threatening to kick me out of here? And I was like, well, let's go talk to your manager. We go out there to the front desk, go talk to the manager. There's no manager. The only person who can talk as a manager was a black male who was not even on duty. She had a black male talk to me because she didn't want to talk to me or none of the other people at the desk wanted to talk to me. So you're telling me you had a black man try to calm me down and he's not even on duty just because y'all couldn't alleviate, y'all couldn't figure out what was going on? Or just just back down, like, you're wrong. Exactly. Unless you're going to go to everybody else and be like, I'm calling the cops on all of y'all. Right. Then don't do that. Right. So the black, and then it, this even made me mad because even as black as black people, we should not sit here and try to minimize what I'm saying. What I'm saying is very valid. As black people, we need to stand up for each other. And if the, the information that we're saying is valid, it's valid. Don't sit here and I need, I need to calm down because they're looking at me some type of way. I don't need to calm down because of nothing. I'm mad. As a human being, I am mad that I'm and being you feel threatened. disrespected. Over a sports bro. Yeah. That you could have simply just said, oh, this is policy, da da da. You threatened automatically off the rip. You threatened just to call the cops on me just because I didn't want to put it on a shirt because you didn't give me a valid reason on why I needed to. Right. So. And you just expected me to listen to you. For what? Like, You're not nobody. I'm not I'm not listening to you just because. So, um, he tries to calm me down. I'm like, I don't need to calm down for nothing. Mind you. When I get mad, I cry because I want to go to war. So I'm sitting there like, yeah, no, like, I'm not coming down. I want to talk to your manager, da 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 And she was like, I was like, what's your name? Got the name, da 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 And I was like, I'm just going to go put on her shirt on. But I was like, you need to walk around and make sure everybody else got shirts on. And she was like, I will. Why the, why? Why maybe like 15, 20 minutes later, I see a girl walk past her with a sports bra on and she didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I said, baby, yeah. I put in that bias report, gone. Out the job. Now, I was told that she wasn't out the job because of what happened, but it don't matter. You still lost your job because this was not the first instance. Like, I literally so was being was told. she was targeting multiple yes, people. Yes, like, you, you keep targeting people, something's going to happen. Like, turns out, like, nothing against the people in the Army, but she was in the Army. She was one of the one of those. So, basically, like, she just kept targeting people, like, people of identities that were not. Like hers. Yeah, basically. Not the, the, the basic white woman. So, it was just, like. Babe, like, you did all that, showed your whole behind. For what? You, you, you're you lucky. I have so much going for me at this school. Like, you're so lucky. Because that was just, like, that was so, like. That's disrespectful. Like, I was crying. Yeah. Like, that was, I was so heated because why did you do that? Over a sports bro, like, threatened to call the cops on me, though? Like, that's crazy. And yeah. then when it had, when I got the cops to be threatened on me again this some, this year, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, it didn't affect me. I was like, oh, go ahead, call the cops. Like, call the cops. Just call the cops just because I didn't want to swipe my ID because you was coming out and I asked you to hold the door. Call the yeah. cops. You sound dumb. Like, call the cops. Yeah. Go ahead. But, yeah. <laughs> like, if it's personal, like, now it's, it's like, if it's on campus, I'm not affected by it. Like, call call, 
call call them. Just call the cops. Just call them. I'd rather you call them. But like, it's just now it's normal. I think yeah. just because I'm in my junior year. But like freshman me, <laughs> freshman sophomore me was distraught. Like yeah. Like oh my god. Like why is this happening to me? But yeah. like now I think like once I got into this position, I have seen and I've heard like other people's experiences. Like oh baby, there's nothing new. Just call them. Just yeah. do it. Just write me up. Do whatever you gotta do to make you feel better. Cause I don't care. What what they gonna look at? They gonna look at my GPA. See how involved I am on campus. See the school is paid for. I don't owe nothing. Never got in trouble. What what are y'all gonna do? What could y'all possibly do? Yeah. Nothing at all. So it is what it is. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. That's what I'm gonna say. Stand up for yourself no matter what. Don't be fill them bias reports out. Go talk to somebody. Come talk to me at BSU. Go talk to somebody. Get it out. It don't we not about to keep going for it. I don't care if it's a PWI. We we stand enough for it. I ain't about to we ain't about to give you all our money and then you about to keep running your mouth and nah. all. Yeah. Like you're not about to keep threatening people with the cops. That's obvious. You're being racist. Like it's obvious. You're gonna threaten me with the cops. Threaten me with your boss, if anything. <laughs> the cops? <laughs> Come on in. What yeah. the cops gonna do about us first, bro? Lock it's me just up. crazy too because like when people have a certain mindset, they're not thinking like this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm blah, blah, blah. Like, they're yeah, just doing, doing stuff. So it's just embedded in your mindset. Like, it's in your heart. Yep. Like, you just you just acting. Like, you're yep. not thinking about what you're doing, how that's going to affect the person. Like, you're just... Yep. yep. You just have a bias but against certain like types of like, people. Your parents had to teach all that. Why? I, they taught y'all that. I have met some yeah. a lot of white people who don't even seem like they got that bone in their body and it's like I feel so bad for you because I can never look at you like how I would want to love on you and look at you and trust you it's just it can't be that why because I have been treated so differently and so wrong from people who look like you like yeah we could be cool we can be locked in but like it can never be how like how I would want it to be like you just kind of have to like fill people out though like I personally like I feel like sometimes you can fe- you could tell if you feel safe around somebody yeah. when you're first meeting them. You never know. Like, you yeah. never know. Like, people have literally lived with roommates and got sh- poop smeared on a bed, like, over one little thing. They was cool before, and then they felt disrespected, and now all of a sudden you a racist now. You a racist, and you want to smear your poop on my bed. Yes, you don't see the stories that be happening at these no. colleges. Yes, these people, like, that's why I was so, I'm so grateful, like, I came to school with one of my best friends, like, came to school with her, and then I still have roommates who I have known since middle school or, like, before I came here. Like, I would never had to live with nobody random. Like, that was that's literally my biggest problem going to school. I did not want to live with nobody random. I was not going to deal with that. I was going to get kicked out of college if I had a racist roommate. I was going to because we're not doing that. Like, I cannot. Like, I, yeah, like I need to feel safe at night. Like, I can't feel unsafe. If I feel unsafe, I'm not going to sleep. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I'm not gonna waste my money at a university that I feel unsafe at. Like yeah. I need to feel safe where I live and lay my head at, like and yeah. wash my butt. Well, I'm glad that like the situation that you dealt with with like basically that racism where somebody's coming to you about something and then other people are doing the same exact thing that you're doing but they're getting treated differently. Like I'm glad that that was situated and that person got dealt with as they should. Yeah. But yeah, like even us on Black Flame, like, being a majority black dance team, we deal with some of that as mm-hmm. well. Like, some people on our team may have, like, more curvy bodies or something, and so all of us are doing the same moves, or we may be 
doing the same moves as another team or mm-hmm. something, but we're looked at as more sexual. Yep. Which sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's bad. It's why? just insulting. They to love me. us though. They love the people. The students. The school stands on. They're here for the students. The students love us. They love it. The yeah. students love us. The problem is the administration. Yeah. The problem is the the older people that still don't understand yeah. it. We ain't gonna talk about what y'all doing, y'all families, and what y'all do to these students. We we know. I read about it in sports. I know what's going on in collegiates. I I know all that. So we ain't gonna talk about that. But y'all can talk about how our butt shakes a little when we do a little <laughs> dance. Like baby, come on. You just yeah. you intimidated by hip hop. Come yeah. on. You don't like the fact that we could bob a little to our music and y'all can't. But I think like us having the students behind us, like yeah. we don't really have to prove ourselves because we have that support already. Yeah. And a lot of like the administration now has backed us too because they see the work that we put in. And that's why it's usually insulting to me because we are doing this by ourselves. We mm-hmm. are getting the funding ourselves. We are ordering the stuff ourselves. We are planning yep. the stuff ourselves. We're making the dances. We're doing all this yep. stuff. We're emailing yep. the people. We're yep. blah, blah, blah. Like, we're staying up late at night, coming whatever early, coming to practice early, leaving mm-hmm. late, coming on Sundays and stuff where we don't normally have practice. On top of school, practice. work, and work, right. work and all that. Top Clubs and emotional, blah, blah, blah. mental. And then, like, we we are so proud of ourselves. Like, we're like, we made this dance. Like, we performed it. We did great. And then it's just like... Mm, you can't use this song because it has yes. this word, right even yeah. though we blocked it out or whatever. Like yep. this dance is like a little too much or yeah. whatever. Like, but when we're at the drag show, oh, what's up, baby? Yeah, what's like up, that's baby? that's where I like personally like that has been the best performance experience for me. That making that dance was actually very like alleviating because yeah. I didn't have to restrict myself. I yeah. could literally touch myself and feel yeah. comfortable touching my. I don't. I feel like. Of course, like, I would never want to do that stuff in front of, like, a basketball game. Yeah. But I don't ha- want to worry about if my butt accidentally, like, I'm I'm thick. So, like, I don't want to have to think about, like, if my leg actually jiggle a little bit. Then, like, yeah. you feel me? Like, the fact that we did the little move and it was like, oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God. It's like, come on now. Like, I, I, I know what y'all get down in the bed. Like, yeah. it ain't surprising. It was, like, we all grown. Like, and I want to stand up. We was, like, 15. We're 21, yeah, 22, like, pushing, about adults. to graduate. Yeah. Like, I deserve to do what I please, mm-hmm. and we're going to be respectful, but don't sit here and try to restrict us like we 15 and you paying yeah. for everything we doing. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that. You're not paying in the hours we're paying in, so, baby, you don't got no opinion. Yeah. For reference, we danced to WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion at our drag show, or the dra- the LGBTQ Plus Center and Allies drag show last year, and we have some... We have something coming up for the drag show. April 6th. My milkshake brings out a voice to the yard. And then, like, it's better than yours. Okay, that's enough. Anyways. um, Yeah. So, that's where, like, when we're there, like, that feels like our community. Like, that feels like we got some fans. Like, because yeah. ever since we had that performance, people are like, oh, my gosh, I love seeing your performer. Y'all going to be at the drag show, blah, blah, blah. Oh, y'all yeah. at basketball games. I'll come to the basketball games. Like, it felt like that was when people were like, oh, this is who they are. This is yeah. what they're doing. Y'all made that yourselves? Wow. Blah, yeah. blah. Like, we got all of the recognition that we've been wanting to have yeah. from that. Yeah. Because those are, like, that's our community, really. Yeah. Like, those are the people that are going to come behind us because those are the people that are perceptive to the struggles that we go through. Yeah. As a POC club. Yeah. And team. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I feel like now things are getting a, a little better because, like, 
BSU don't have to prove themselves, but like BSU does yeah. so much, like so much. Y'all like at so many events, y'all sponsor so many events, y'all create so many events, y'all create safe spaces for all people. Like, and that's what you always say when we're promoting the club is like BSU is the Black Student Union, but anybody can come and people come. Like yeah. people of all identities come and really talk. And yeah. I like that yeah. about BSU. Like. Mind you, y'all, she never been to a BSU with me, and I, I don't have like her. Been. I have been before you were president. Um, but we talking about when I was president. Yeah, the I'm going to be there, it, baby. When you coming? The next one is February 28th, 28th. 5.30 <laughs> to 8 p.m. MCC, United, uh, United. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, I feel like, have to prove ourselves a little bit more than it's usually guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. And now we're getting to the innocence part. Yeah. But, like, honestly, I'm okay with having to prove ourselves. Like, I don't know. I think I don't like things easy. It's just a lot of work. I've never though. been the type to want things easy. So, like, the fact that we had to work up, it makes it worthwhile. It makes it mm-hmm. more important. It makes it, it makes the reason why we're a family and why other places on campus is not a family. They're just whatever the school makes them. Mm-hmm. We're a family. Once we leave there, y'all, we hang outside, outside of Blake Flame. Like, outside of school hours, we're together. So, it's like, if it was... Black Flame was to go bye-bye right now. We're still going to be, if you like, then ain't no switching up. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's the best part that comes out of it. Like, the struggle definitely adds to why we, like, love each other and stand so strong. Um, yeah. I was about to say something, but I totally forgot. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll close, and then you can say, like, a closing statement. Okay. I will say, first of all, thank you, KUR, for having us. We talked longer than we wanted to. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would say if you're a student of color struggling to find your community on campus, the best thing to do is go to the centers and maybe join a club if you feel comfortable. Go yeah. to the MCC. Go to the MCC events. Introduce yourself to people. Just come out because even if you don't join a club, if you come to the events every now and then, people are going to remember your name. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel validated in that like i be remembering people's names that come to boxwood and i see them and i'm like hey like how are you blah blah blah. and i like to see people's faces light up and stuff like they feel special they feel seen so go to boxwood go to mcc join the clubs like there's so much to do on campus but you just have to get out of your dorm get out of those classes like do something outside of class. Yeah. You'll find your community if you put yourself out there. It definitely is scary, but once you get to that point where you feel comfortable around people, you're going to change, and it's going to feel easier to do those things. So yeah. shout-out to KUR, shout-out to Boxwood, shout-out to BSU, shout-out to the MCC. Yeah. Um, shout-out to Blake Flynn. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was our conversation on being a POC at a PWI. This has been Angel. And Makaya, yeah. Oh, I think my name might be Makaya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Bye. yeah. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening, everyone.